0: Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. You will never flow in the supernatural until you are in a vulnerable situation.
1: Hi, this is Keith Tusi. Welcome to Leadership in Context. So glad you could be with me today. We are talking about embracing the supernatural In our last podcast, we were in 1 Kings 17, and we talked about the four connected miracles under Elijah's ministry, the drought, the ravens feeding him, the widow's bowl of flour not running out, and him raising her son from the dead. Then we go to chapter 18. Uh, I, I think it's something we really need to absorb. The first verse really tells us something. It says, now it happened after many days. Circle many days. Uh, This is what it's telling us is after a three-year period. So there's about a thousand days that have passed. And Elijah basically has been on the run. Uh, His circumstances are really not great, even though he's seen the hand of God with really four supernatural manifestations. One of the things I emphasized in our last podcast was how the natural and the supernatural go together, how they're layered, how you can have one very supernatural thing happening and one very natural thing that's happening. For instance, God took him out in the wilderness. The ravens fed him. He had a brook, but the brook dried up. Now, it was a miracle he was there. It was a miracle there was a brook. There was a miracle there were ravens, But the one miracle ceased, and it made Elijah have to move to another place, and that caused some other miracles to happen. So I think miracles cause us to be moved by the Spirit of God. And then sometimes, now listen to me, when things don't happen, it's also God moving us. But what I want you to see that is in the middle of this supernatural outpouring, Elijah is waiting on God for a three-year period for his next assignment, and he's literally all alone. Listen, when you are believing God for something really critical, a supernatural breakthrough, often it feels like you are the only one, okay? Okay? You're not, but often it feels like that. He felt like that. He was alone for about a thousand days. And then, what does the Lord say to him? He doesn't say, go and perform a miracle. He says, go show yourself to Ahab. Ahab has been looking for him. Uh, If you read later in the chapter, I think it's about verse 12, he's, he's looked in every nation, every country around him. So he puts him in a vulnerable situation. You'll never flow in the supernatural until you're in a vulnerable situation where you are in such a radically dependent situation that it's God that has to come through. That's why when there's real supernatural things happening, there's a humility that goes with maybe the key individual's Because they know they didn't do it. They know this was a God thing. Can I just tell you that? And so there's a humility that comes with that supernatural. You know, we had uh, at our Bob conference this year, we just had a tremendous move of generosity. And in several offerings altogether, we had about $117,000 given to world missions to plant global roar schools. And and I was just going through my calendar uh, for 2002 making, or 2021, making some notes. And I looked back and in my calendar was that April date where the Lord spoke to me and said, gather these people together. Now, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I just gathered some key mission people together. And on the way there, I felt like the Lord said to me, I want you to ask for $50,000. Listen, we had never had a $50,000 offering. We had $25,000 offerings. I thought that was outrageously good for a group of men being uh, together, and and it is outrageously good by anybody's standards. Yet, the morning that was going to happen, now fast forwarded things have come together, God's knit these mission guys, I mean, the Lord is in this, and That morning, I remember laying in my hotel room and pushing the covers off me and saying, what have I got myself into? I mean, we've just gone through COVID. You know, we just had to take a bunch of offerings for disaster relief. And now I'm going to stand up and ask people for $50,000. And there was a part of me that wanted to shrink back. Let me say this to you. When you see somebody that's moving in God's supernatural favor or provision... There is almost always an outrageous act of obedience that's connected. I say almost always because I I can't speak authoritatively to everybody's situation. But when I read the Bible and I know my life, I see this happen. When you see churches that move in a great direction, even though they may not have their act together in some other areas, that's because we're churches and we're people, so we're not perfect. But I will guarantee you this. There is always a seed of a outrageous act of obedience. When you see a Christian man or a Christian woman moving in the marketplace, moving in business, they can have the greatest strategy, the greatest plan, the greatest resources, the greatest education. But I'm going to tell you something. If you would interview them, you're going to find out that at some point there was an outrageous act of obedience. You know, I was with a couple last night interviewing them for ministry at the request of their pastor and they both told me recently about job situations where they knew God had pressed them to make a real shift and it left them very vulnerable but they were telling us how supernaturally God had given them favor, supplied for them, promoted them, in one case just a radical promotion, in another case a new job there was an outrageous act of obedience. I would not be surprised three, four, five years down the road as they're moving in a greater realm of ministry, that they don't go back to that moment. I mean, they said they know God is their provider now because they did something that was not natural. They did something that was supernatural, trusting God to be their provider. So you always have that flow. You're never absent of that. Okay. A miracle is not when God does something and you jump on the bandwagon. The God is, the miracles, when God starts moving you and through your frailties, uh, excuse me, he does something really supernatural. So let's follow the flow here because there, there's a great flow of this that happens. So what he does is, uh, he goes to Obadiah, uh, Ahab is, you know, Obadiah is the prophet. Remember, Obadiah is the guy that that hid the other prophets from from Jezebel. And, of course, Ahab knew about it later on. If you read later in the chapter, Ahab actually knew about it. But Obadiah is kind of a double agent here. And this is one of those times where you got to understand, Obadiah hid those prophets, but he didn't stand up in the king's face and say, I'm hiding the prophets. <clears throat> Excuse me. There is a place for personal resistance without public protest. We talked about that and How to Relate to Government in some past uh, podcasts, but I didn't use this example, but I did make a note of my Bible as I was studying for this podcast that that would be a great example of that. So the point I'm trying to make is that when God calls him out, he calls him out to a vulnerable place. Miracles only happen when there are vulnerable people that are radically dependent on God. And of course, Obadiah's response is, wait a minute. When when Elijah says, I want you to go tell Ahab to meet me, Obadiah's are like, I've risked my life a lot already, and you're going to get like caught away. I'm going to go tell the king, and then the king's going to kill me because you don't show up. But you know what? Elijah gave him his word that he would show up, and Ob- Obadiah believed him. Now, here's another thing I want you to see is you read through the Bible and you see supernatural things happen. Very seldom, if ever, do those supernatural things happen just with one person involved. The easy illustration is Jesus in his miracles. He always had somebody with him in his miracles. You know, he said to the guy with the withered hand, stretch forth your hand right? You know, the, 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 the men of the palsy that lowered the guy through the roof. In other words, there was a cooperative human effect that the Lord was looking for people to make covenant with so that he could do something supernatural, so that miracle would not just be an event, it would lead to a legacy. Let me say that again. So the miracle would not just be an event, it would lead to a legacy. So here we have Obadiah, and he's a covenant man, And he's going to trust that Elijah is going to show up. Obadiah is going to risk his reputation. He's going to risk his ministry, if you would. But most of all, he's going to risk his life to go to Ahab and say, oh, by the way, I know you've been looking for for this guy, Elijah, who has troubled your nation everywhere. I just happen to know where he's going to be. Can you imagine the king's outrage? Obadiah is in a very vulnerable position but he trusts Elijah as a man of God and I'm just telling you when you see supernatural things happening you might see a prominent personality but I will guarantee you behind the scenes or at their side there is going to be another person who participated in that outrageous act of obedience Obadiah has as much credit in my understanding for the miracle that's gonna take place with the prophets of Baal that we'll talk about in our next podcast as Elijah does because it's Obadiah who put himself out there. This is the value of covenant relationships walking through the storms of life with people, being tested with people so that you can trust God when God needs to be trusted to do something that nobody can do but God can do. God is looking to build trust partners. God is looking for us to flow in covenant relationships because they become the breadbasket. They become the breeding ground of the supernatural. And sometimes now, you know, if you read this text, I mean, I, this this conversation with Elijah and Obadiah had some passion in it. And uh, that's okay, because passionate people together uh, will often see God do something supernatural to spread his passion to other people. Hey, this is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context. Read this passage. I'm, I'm, I'm ministering to you 1 Kings 18 today and see what you see in it, share it with somebody, raise your expectations, ask yourself the question, who has God put me in partnership with to see the supernatural in our life that we might have a legacy of God together? God bless you in Jesus' name.
0: Today, Keith continued his discussion on the supernatural. God is looking for us to flow in covenant relationships as they are the breeding grounds for the supernatural. God is looking to build trust partners. God is looking for people to do covenant with so he can do something supernatural and the miracle would not just be an event but would lead to a legacy. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusey. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe. Like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.